The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perra columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Now, thankfully, we've been talking too much about lithium recently, I think. We'll talk about copper today. Copper, of course, has uh, rebounded from a low of around $3.20 a pound earlier this year, up to uh, $3.66 a pound US uh, when I last looked. And of course, the thematic that uh, decarbonisation of the the world doesn't happen without copper is starting to take hold. Uh, we have BHP, of course, who's just uh, bid $10 billion for Oz Minerals, telling us that uh, there will be a takeoff, quote unquote, in copper come 2025. So with that, I'll disclose who we're talking to. It's Eagle Mountain Mining, one of the few uh, copper exposures on the uh, in the junior space on the ASX. And we have Tim Mason, the CEO, with us today to bring us up to speed on the company's Oracle Ridge project in Arizona, about 30 kilometres northeast of the ever-sunny Tucson. Lots to talk about here, so we'll get straight to it. Tim, g'day. Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks very much, Barry. Great to be talking again. Right. Now, Tim, uh, we have spoken previously, but uh, I see you've uh, been kicking a few goals. Uh, first up, let's just get a feel for where you're at now and talk about that uh, mineral resource update in October. Yeah, no, no. We were, uh, as you said, we updated our mineral resource, which came uh, just six months after our previous uh, resource update. Yeah, so for listeners who are maybe not quite so familiar, you know, our projects in in Tucson, Tier One jurisdiction, we're surrounded by the majors, and we saw that potential to really to add the scale uh, to Oracle Ridge. Now, Oracle Ridge, you know, was a historic mine. It was, you know, previously mined in the mid '90s, um, so you know, it ticks a lot of boxes for, you know, being a, you know, a successful mine, you know, you know, from both metallurgy and permitting and tailings and recoveries and, you know, mineability, all those sorts of things. But I guess what we've really tried to focus on is um, being able to expand the resource and then leverage off those discoveries. So it's, uh, that recent resource update is, is really delivered on that ability to, you know, uh, have more in the, the measured and indicated uh, category, which is a, a key function for us. Um, so, yeah, we saw, you know, it's a 65% increase in the amount of measured and indicated resource. Um, so quite a sizable increase of those high confidence categories, which was great to see. Uh, it came in at 16.5 million tonnes at 1.45% copper with uh, valuable silver gold credits. Um, I think that that's roughly 240,000 tonnes of uh, contained copper. What uh, give investors a feel for what you see as critical mass there? Um, well, that's great. That's a really good question because um, this project was previously mined at about you know two hundred to three hundred thousand tons a year. Uh, so there's some really nice high grade zones in there as well, and then there's some really thick, broad, uh, slightly lower grade uh, zones as well. So this project's got optionality uh, to be mined, you know, at slower, uh, smaller tonnage but higher grades. Or, or vice versa. So um, in terms of what that actually means is that's a, it's a good body of work that we're, we're currently, you know, 
working through at the moment to really understand what that could be. So uh, that's uh, what we generally refer to as what scoping study work? Look, you could call it that, but I think we're a whole lot further advanced than uh, scoping study considering, you know, back in, you know, there was another group, a TSX listed group had in 2012 to 2014, 15 thereabouts, and they came in and they got a lot of the work around the permitting and the mine planning. So we can really leverage off a lot of that existing uh, that existing work. But where we really saw the value to uh, add to this project was to further build and upgrade the existing resources. So when we took the project on it, it only had around about 12 million tonnes. So like you said, we're now up to 16. We're showing that growth potential. And we've had some uh, you know, a geologist out in the field and uh, having a bit of a look around the local area. And they've seen some, you know, outcropping mineralisation and even just recently another, actually a whole, a new mine uh, called the Hartman mine. Was well, say new. This has previously been mine. Um, but 500 metres away outside that existing resource. Um, so it just shows that there's a lot more mineralisation to be had. And, you know, from our perspective, we see we've really got these sort of two companies in one. You've got that ability for, you know, get the existing mine back up and running, leveraging off the, the new results that we've been pulling through, but then also that scale potential too. Right. I can add a third leg to that, I, I guess, in the sense that uh, you're in that part of the world where uh, there's some big... Uh, currently, you're focusing on this uh, copper-dominated scar mineralisation, but uh, uh, the uh, deeper porphyry big-time potentials there as well? Yeah, well, absolutely. We haven't found it, so we can't be categorical about that. But, mm. you know, the other scarns around us are... Um, yeah, typically fed by the the, the, big, the bigger porphyry systems. You know, that's like Mission and Twin Buttes, and they start off mining the scans. You know, often quite very successfully because of the grade and yeah. it's close to the surface, so they can be quite valuable. And then they've found the big system which is lurking nearby, and we've got exactly the same rocks that extend down from you know Mexico into Arizona and then up into Nevada. Uh, the, the, the Laramide Age rocks and the geology and the formations are exactly the same to many of those other big major projects, uh, which all lurking around us. And they're big systems. You know, don't don't get me wrong. Some of these are these are massive systems. When you talk about resolution, you know, you're talking billions of tons here. You know, one and a half percent copper. Absolutely world class uh, real estate here for big copper projects. Yeah, resolution of course owned by BHP and Rio, and. Uh... It's uh, had some permitting issues, but uh, potentially can supply up to 20% of US copper demand, according to uh, BHP and Rio. So, yeah, certainly a big system. Now, one of the beauties with Oracle Ridge, it was, as you've mentioned, goes back to the 1870s and more recently, that production history in the 90s, is that you've got this, uh, what, 18 kilometres of uh, tunnel, uh, well, develop, development underground, which... You're recommissioning to allow you access to uh, take your exploration underground, make it uh, obviously make it a lot cheaper to uh, have the drill rigs down there. Absolutely, that's right. So yeah, the project's got your 18 k's of development. And it's in great condition. There's two portals that go on the the side of the called the hill, um, and then a lot of the resources is around there, or, or even actually higher uh, than those developments. So it's dewatered. There's there's one drive with water in it. Um, so it's, it's accessible and we've been recommissioning. We're, we're actually close to finishing our initial phase of the recommissioning, you know, with getting uh, the various services, uh, including you know, the water lines, the ventilation, uh, gen sets and tanks, you know, kind of all those aspects to enable that underground drill program to commence and also to be able to take other samples for the various MET test work 
uh, that we'd like to do to you know, ensure we've got that absolute confidence um, into the feasibility study. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great asset. My background's in geotechnical engineering and these rocks are absolutely fabulous and there's pretty limited projects, certainly at our stage, which you've got such infrastructure where you can physically go into the mine and you can touch the, you know, the mineralisation, you can see the old stopes which are still sitting there. Um, but in terms of an underground drilling program, it's far, far more efficient because we've got that uh, much shorter hole lengths and the accuracy is going to be a whole lot better. So better, much better bang for our buck uh, from drilling from underground. So we've got a, an underground rigs uh, scheduled to mobilise in December. So it's um, pretty much uh, any time now. Right, okay. And the current uh, mineral resource, where's that in relationship to the, inf- the, you know, the development heads that are down there already? Well, this is, that's one of the beauties of this project, Barry, is that the, the mineralisation is largely around that existing infrastructure. So okay. that we can, to get going and a low capital uh, from a mining perspective is, is absolutely, it's such a great advantage. Now, we've had some, some really good success in another area called the Talon, which is further south to us. So there's no uh, development down there just yet, but you know, it looks like we'd be able to put a div- uh, drive off the existing infrastructure to get there. But no, that's, it's such a good advantage for the restart of the project to be able to use that existing infrastructure. Absolutely. Right. And sorry, the drilling underground, when do you expect that to kick off? Uh, drilling in December. So the rig will be mobilising uh, very, very shortly. Um, and yeah, be, be starting drilling in December before Christmas is the plan. And drilling from surface will continue at the same time? Yeah, that, that's right. So we'll have two rigs going. The surface rig um, is testing you know, potential sort of game changer uh, type targets, you know, mm-hmm. outside the existing resource. Uh, and then the underground rig will be really focusing on that, that infill, build up that indicated measured, uh, which you do need for, you know, being able to underpin your feasibility studies. So, you know, we've had some great success on that so far. We'd like to have a bit more. Um, so that's, that's what we'll be focusing on. Now, I should have mentioned at the start, uh, shares are trading at 15.5 cents for a market cap of $45 million. I don't think you'd be too happy with that, given the uh, existing resource base and the exploration upside you have there. What do you see as being the key um, triggers for a re-rate of the, the company, you think? Uh, yeah, no, that, that's a good question. I think, yeah, no, absolutely we're frustrated. There's, there's no doubt about it. When you consider the infrastructure you know, the, the ongoing success that we've had on the drill bit, um, you know, recently, even out since the that last resource update, you know, 25 metres at 2.06, you know, and there was a 76 metre intercept there at 1.5% copper plus silver and gold, uh, 12 metres at 3%. You know, these are really good mineable widths, very good grade. It's demonstrating that there's there's a lot more to be had. Um, coming back to your question, uh yeah, no, we're absolutely frustrated um, around that and I'm absolutely determined to make sure you know, investors can see the, the potential and the benefits that our company has with existing infrastructure, the success that we're continuously getting you know, on the drill bit. Uh, we'll keep on expanding that existing resource um, and I think you know, the other aspect, which you touched on initially as well, is whilst largely outside of our control, is, is the copper price. You know, that is... Uh, I think in a very, very strong position um, to to have. Look what happened to lithium recently. Again, mm-hmm. as you kind of mentioned, who would have thought lithium would have had the run that it did? But I, I personally believe that copper's in exactly the same situation. You could have a phenomenal run 
just on the back of decarbonisation uh, and, you know, we'll be in a great position, I believe. Mm, yeah, I mentioned uh, the BHP's uh, quote-unquote takeoff scenario from 2025. That um, is basically based on the need by their assessment to for copper production to at least double in uh, by 2030. So, And everyone's looking around going, well, where are the mines? Or where are the, the projects that will fill that void as existing mines uh, start mining lower grade and mined out, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. But that's that's really hard, Barry, isn't it? Like mm. that's an it's an extraordinary statistic when I sit back and think about it. Um, you know, to build the copper market by such a large, you know, that's multiple tier one mines to come online, mm. and look, they haven't even been discovered, let alone the time it takes to put these into production. Um, so that's really why you know we believe, and I certainly believe that there's such great potential for the copper price to to rally. Um, mm. Even you know, mining these lower grades. You know that that takes a lot of infrastructure to um, to build them. Be cutbacks in these open pits. It certainly does not happen overnight. Um, so you're exactly mm-hmm. right. So Oracle Ridge on its way to be part of the, part of the solution. Now I see um, at the end of September quarter, I saw that you had seven point two, but you have raised, I think it was five million dollars through a a placement plus a, a one million dollar SPP that's underway now. I think. Uh, why the need for the extra money and uh, what's it earmarked for? Uh, what it's earmarked for is to can keep on with our drilling program, uh, bringing on the underground rig, uh, finishing off the refurbishment of the underground mine. Um, so, you know, there's, a, there's certainly plenty of work that needs to be done. Um, it was very well supported, which was great, really well supported. Significantly, um, you know, Charlie Bass continues to support us um, contributing another $2 million. So very well supported by management, which I think is an absolute, is a great sign. Um, and then the SPP uh, to follow as well. So, you know, I want to make sure that all shareholders uh, get the opportunity to participate, you know, at the same, which these key institutions were, were able to chip in as well. So, um, yeah, that that's underway right now. Yeah. Mentioned uh, Charlie Bass there. Um, he's tipped uh, $2 million into the placement subject to... Uh shareholder approval. For those who don't know, tell us a bit about Charlie. Uh, yeah, so Charlie's uh, well known in the mining sector. He, uh, or one of his, I'll say initial, he'll probably tell me off for saying this though, <laughs> the discovery of, of John D back in the day, um, you know, it was called Nimmery, Nimmery, mm-hmm. you know, now known by Northern Star. Um, he's got a just a good track record of uh, finding and, and picking um, the right geology for for good projects. Uh, he was the founder of Aquila Mining, uh, which had some iron ore and coking coal uh, as well, and that got later bought out. He took that from essentially nothing, got out, bought out for about $1.6 billion as well. So he's um, a lot of philanthropy in Perth and very, very well known, but he's just got the, the knack, I would call it, for finding good projects, building good teams to, uh, to execute and, uh, and build value for shareholders. Can you just circle back for a second? You mentioned that uh, some of the focus going forward is stepping outside of that immediate Oracle Ridge sort of area. And you mentioned uh, Hartman, uh, Hartman Homestake. Tell us about that one because I understand it's, um, it's a sort of different style of mineralisation. Yeah, so the... We've got our main resource, you know, around a lot of the existing development uh, and, and then we've got this area to the south. But 
you know, we've been having a bit of a look around and if you go up onto the hill, you see you know, there's copper mineralisation, you know, bits and pieces, you know, quite literally, you know, everywhere. But you've got to try and understand what does that mean. Um, and, you know, there's a bunch of old little historic workings and mines, you know, around the place. But we came across, you know, one which was quite significant. It's got, you know, many sort of hundreds of metres of, you know, small development uh, inside the mine. Um, and we took a, a number of samples inside and around the project and yeah it had some absolutely phenomenal grades plenty around that two to four percent uh copper but it was interesting you're saying slightly different we did see some zones with a bit of lead and zinc in it um Mm. which again that's that's not uncommon um and i guess we're now at the phase we're going to understand we're going to do the structural modeling we'll do some geophysics and, uh, and and put a drill rig onto it and see what this means. But it's about 500 metres away from the existing yeah. resort. So it's just, uh, it just keeps on, you know, it's just another and another and another. So it's it's nice just being able to see that scale potential coming through. Um, yeah, so mm. it's quite exciting. And those grades, that's fabulous. Well, that's absolutely great. It's getting 2 to 4% copper. Yeah, very, very encouraging, that's for sure. Mm. And the company's made mention of a couple of others, Marble Peak and Shelton, is it? Or... Uh, the Stratton, I think, is what mine. Oh, Stratton, that's, sorry, yes. I can't yeah, read my own handwriting right. here. No, that's okay. <laughs> like around the Stratton mine, so that's outside the resource. You know, we're getting rock chips of 5 to 9% around there. Like, wow. Yeah. Absolutely, you know, amazing. But, you know, it's you've got to do a bit of the work, you know. for I'm sure all the geos on the call would understand that you have uh, you can't just roll the rig in straight away. Um, you know, you've got to build up. You've got to do your structural modeling. You know, think about some geophysics. Um, just to try and make sure you get your bang for your buck from your drawing. Mm. Sounds like, uh, well, you're not short of uh, exploration targets uh, for years and years to come. Yeah, no, that's right. And you haven't even got onto the best one yet, Barry. Which one? Uh, We've got a project uh, which is called Oryx, which is down uh, to the east of us. Um, We're waiting on some permits now to go and drill that. But along there, there's half a dozen, again, historic mines, plenty of outcropping mineralisation, lots of great rock chips, but we have done the geophysics on that. There's a, a geophysical anomaly dipping back in underneath our existing resource for about three kilometres. So mm. it's a big target area, and this is probably one of the few areas on our land claims where we do have to go get some some permits. So we're waiting on some permits uh, from the National Forest to be able to go and, and drill some of these very, very exciting targets. Mm. Okay. All right, Tim, so let's bring it all together and give investors a feel. Uh, we're fast approaching the end of the year, but uh, so let's focus on next year. What should they be looking out for come 2023? Uh, so 2023 is going to be a very exciting year for us. We should have uh, largely completed the uh, refurbishment of the underground mine and we'll, and we'll have a drill rig which will be in there. So it'll start to be doing that high-efficiency drilling from underground. So there'll be plenty of results still coming through. Uh, at the appropriate time, there'll be another resource upgrade uh, which will be undertaking. There's what, plenty of work around metallurgical studies uh, and other kind of aspects for our um, to key elements for our uh, feasibility studies uh, to get underway. Um, and then we'll be drilling these other sort of near mine but potential game-changing targets. Uh, we've got a drill rig on them now, so they could come through at any point in time. Uh, to, you know, could really start driving extra value in the project, certainly if they have some, some great success on the drill bit. Well, there we go, folks. Very interesting story in uh, Arizona. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, there is an absolute shortage of copper stocks on the, in the junior space. 
and uh, I guess we'll all be looking around for them as this uh, copper thematic unfolds. So with that, Tim, interesting story. Thanks for your time today. Wish you uh, all the best with it, and we'll be watching with interest. Thanks very much, Barry. Really appreciate it, and thanks to all your listeners. Cheers. Cheers.